your wife Julian on the Brown Notes and a review of Infinity Pool. We are living in the age of Mia Goth. And your Taylor Joy and Mia Goth, but mainly Mia Goth at this particular moment. So Infinity Pool's just come out, which is very interesting because I did a review ages ago of Pearl starring Mia Goth, which I thought I was really late in reviewing. Um, and it's out in the UK and in Australia in the cinemas now, which is like nearly a year, I think, since it came out in America, which is uh, baffling. But both of these two at the same time is a, a double-pronged assault. And Mia Goth, who's starred in a disturbing amount of films I've seen, he, he, actually an English actress, um, but she really came to prominence last year with two horror films, X, which I, I think I gave a seven out of 10 to, which was um, a very, it, it had a lot to recommend it. It was a, it was a, a slasher film, really, a transgressive uh, slasher horror movie. Um, but it wasn't amazing, but she certainly was. She stood out as a superstar. And then they did a prequel, which was following the antagonist from the movie X, 60 years before when she was a young woman living on a farm in poverty in America. And um, that film, Pearl, was a different league. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10, which puts it on a par with everything, everywhere, all at once. And The Northman, my two highest rated films of last year. Um, I thought that was a masterpiece and everyone moaned and moaned that her performance was so brilliant. How dare they not even include her in the Oscars? It was an incredible performance, probably the most complete performance of a psychopath I've seen. Um, and I would go back to the movie Psycho itself. It was a very, very interesting characterization and, and performance and it got really dark. Um, but Infinity Pool was made much later uh, by Brandon Cronenberg, who is Canadian author David Cronenberg's son. And I gave a really strong review to David Cronenberg's first body horror film. He's the guy that pretty much invented body horror and hasn't really made any films in that vein, but came back last year. I can't remember what the film was, but it was very good anyway. Um, this time we get um, Alexander Skarsgård from The Northman. Uh, so there's an overlap between my t uh, probably my three highest review films of last year, Northman starring um, Alexander Skarsgård and Pearl starring Mia Goth. Um, here they star together. So Alexander Skarsgård was a beefcake who has um, since moved into really interesting and much artier films, uh, and I hope he continues in this vein. He stars as a crappy writer who had one big book but was only ever published because he married a very rich woman um, who has a, a publishing house-owning father, played by Cleopatra Coleman. They're both on holiday in this film, which is Lee Tolka. Uh, I, I saw it, when you see it written on the bus, it's like, oh, that's how it's written, because they say Lee Tolka all the way through. And it's somewhere, it, it looks to be an amalgam of a sort of Bali, but it's probably somewhere down near the bottom of China and the sort of top of North Korea. Uh, and it, it, it's alluded to being a totalitarian state with some very interesting side issues. Um, so he and his wife aren't getting along very well. They're in this um, very expensive resort and they are befriended by um, 
Mia Goth and Jal- Jalil Lesper, a husband and wife. She uh, Mia Goth is a huge fan of his one book and befriends him, and he does so in a very flirtatious way as well. Uh, and they go off and spend the day in this remote beach where they're not allowed to go uh, by paying someone that works in their resort to borrow their car, which the government doesn't allow. Uh, and on the way back at night, everyone's drunk. Alexander Skarsgård's driving. A farmer crosses the road. He kills him instantly with a car, and they run. They go back to the resort and hide. And honestly, the opening half hour is really tense and horrifying. It's like it, this, it reminded me a bit of Franz Kafka. Because as soon as he gets up, he's got no escape. He gets a knock at the door and they're like, yeah, you ran over a farmer last night and killed him. We're arresting you for murder. And it's just like it happens. Everything happens so fast. And it's terrifying. And they, take, and they brutally take him and his wife away and split them up. And this um, very uh, scary cop, um, I think it's Thomas Kretscherman as Detective Thrash. Great, is a great character. Quite, he's so matter of fact, and he just basically says, "So, can you do me a favour and not say that you paid to rent the car because the guy's going to get in a lot of trouble?" And he's like, "Okay," and then he's like, "So you're going to be executed uh, for." killing this farmer and leaving the scene and illegally renting the vehicle and Skarsgård's just like but what what and he's like well this is um that's the law of our country and you you're going to be executed and it's going to happen in a room upstairs now (laughs) it's just like what it's awful um and then it then the whole twist and paradigm of the story happens which is that this culture has a semi-religious, semi-scientific procedure they do where they create a body double for you. And this body double is believed by the locals to... And, and it, the body double has all of your memories. The body double thinks it's you. So you, they get rich tourists that have transgressed the law to pay for this very expensive body double procedure and they let the aggrieved family murder the body double. And everyone agrees that's fine. Everyone agrees that it has met the legal considerations and the moral ones of this particular island. Then it all gets really interesting. Mia Goff and her husband drag Alexander Skarsgård deeper into their highly depraved universe. The wife flees and goes back to America. He loses his passport and can't go. And they basically drag him into this universe. I haven't read everything by J.G. Ballard, the legendary British author of Crash and Atrocity Exhibition. But I've read two books called Super Cans and Cocaine Nights, which came out around the same time, I think the late 90s, that touch on these secret societies within societies where people behaved in the most immoral and depraved ways. Uh, and this is really like those books. He finds out that Mia Goth and her husband and their friends are very, very wealthy libertines of extremely depraved moral character that specifically come to this island every year to commit the worst crimes they can, including murder, and just pay for a body double. So that's their vacation is that they actually go there 
because of the whole body double setup and they've got so much money, they all go there and just randomly murder people and then just pay. Um, and he gets sucked into this whole universe. I think if the, the, the biggest downside of this movie is undoubtedly the fact that David Cronenberg would have brought the X Factor to this movie. All of the meaning and depth and substance that Cronenberg has due to his undoubted genius as one of the greatest filmmakers since the 1970s, worthy of placement alongside someone like Martin Scorsese. He brings that X game, whereas this doesn't have anything beyond the, the, the story itself. I did like this sort of uh, libertine allegory and that whole J.G. Ballard thing where you've got these rich people behaving in the most appalling manner. And I think ultimately this kind of movie, it, it, you have to want this kind of movie to exist. It is full of extreme violence, sex, drugs, everything. You have to want to watch a movie like that, which is all done really, really artistically, like shot really um, artistically and weirdly, and has the legendary electronic music producer Tim Hecker, who I've played on this show. I featured a few of his albums, including the immortal album Rave Death. Um, he does a compelling work on the soundtrack. So to look at and listen to, it's hugely artistic. But it doesn't have the substance of a David Cronenberg film, so you, you really need the existence of this kind of film to be justification in itself. I really enjoyed it. I do watch films like that. I miss the fact that it, given it throws up these ideas and notions of how rich people behave in such debauched ways just because they can get away with it and pay for it, I, I, I miss sort of like a deeper examination. But the thing that really kicks this over the line is Mia Goth. Make no bones about it, Mia Goth is a new Bridget Bardot. Uh, after a couple of American films and not remembering a lot of her previous films, it was really striking to hear her with a posh English accent. I was like, oh my God, I was so in love. Uh, which isn't a good thing because she's only played sociopath so far uh, in these last three films. But honestly, she is Bridget Bardot for the modern era, except she's a much better actor and she's got much wider range. I love Bridget Bardot, but she wasn't, you know, she wasn't a great actor. Mia Goth is a great actor. Her last three films have really elevated her up the ladder. And like Anya Taylor-Joy as well, who was also in another dystopian rich person horror, The Menu, which I thought was great last year. She is, anytime she is on screen, it is just, it's justification for the movie. And she is magnificent here. And she's, she does this wide-eyed, almost hungry look of glee when she's doing the worst things possible. I really love the fact that the, uh, one of the characters' breaking points is hearing a bad review. <laughs> it's like killing people isn't enough, but the bad review really pushed it over the edge. Um, so I enjoyed it a lot. I didn't think it was too much fat on the bones. Um, it, it didn't have enough substance to be considered, you know, in the same league as pretty much any David Cronenberg film, where there are all these, you know, deeper meanings and everything going on. But it's still a really, if you like that kind of film, you like that kind of, uh, like the description of that kind of film, and you, uh, it's ex it's pretty much R-rated stuff. I mean, it's it's pretty graphic and it's uh, very explicit i enjoyed that 
Um, so I'm going to give Infinity Pool an 8 out of 10. Uh, we are living but as servants to the awesomeness of Mia Goth. 8 out of 10 for Infinity Pool. Sky 